Today we're going to do something a little bit different in the Wayward Home podcast. I'm going to show you around where I'm currently living in a boatyard in Mexico and answer a couple common questions I get about what it's like living south of the border. Let's go! Welcome to the Wayward Home Podcast, all about van life, boat life, and nomadic living. We'll bring you tips, interviews, and stories from the road and on the water. Now, here's your host, Kristen Haynes. Hey, it's Kristen with thewaywardhome.com, and I'm currently living in my Sprinter van down in a boatyard in Mexico, while Tom gets our sailboat ready for cruising the Sea of Cortez. In this episode, I'm going to show you a little bit more about our daily lives here and answer a couple common questions. Let's get started. My day starts with hand grinding my coffee. Yes, I'm a coffee snob. And making oatmeal in the pressure cooker. I then sit and work on my computer most of the day, planning and writing blog posts, answering emails, creating digital products, and working on this podcast. Tom does something totally different. All right, let's go see how Tom spends his days up on the boat. We have a ladder thing that leads from the ground up to the boat. Yep, Tom is up here sanding, day in and day out, preparing our cabin house bulwarks and deck for brand new paint. It's back-breaking work, but it sure will look beautiful when finished. The boatyard is always a bustling hive of activity, people sanding, painting, and fixing up their boats. A large blue travel lift raises and lowers sailboats and powerboats into the water and moves them around the boatyard. I love sitting in my van and watching them work. And then partway through my day of working on the computer, it's time for a break. So the Sprinter is currently parked on the seawall here at the marina. I'm looking out over the blue water as the tide rises. Um, I can see some marinas with sailboats, dry hills in the distance, and that's where the party boats leave from. And I can start to see the downtown. And this is around the time of day where it's really nice out. It's about 75 degrees, and I think I need to go on a walk on the beach. So I'm gonna take you with me, all right? People are working on their boats everywhere. This is one of the only places you can work on your own boat in Mexico at such a cheap rate. Hola, ¿cómo estás? I walk past the front gate guy and down the street, heading for the beach. It's only a few block walk to the beach, which is great. I'm really comfortable doing this walk by myself. Um, it really doesn't feel dangerous here at all, especially during the day. I pass by food trucks selling tacos and fresh fruit, pharmacies and restaurants, then down a narrow alley to the beach. All right, we are now approaching the beach. This first part of the beach has some condos, some RV parks, and then further down are the larger hotels. And in the distance are the big hills where people rent the quads, do the zip lines, and ride horses way down at the other end of the beach, maybe two miles. Sometimes I like to walk a mile and a half down each way and just enjoy the fresh, salty air, the soft sand, seeing the birds in that really clear, beautiful water. All right, we are down at the beach. Have the shoes off, of course, to walk around in this really soft sand. I do have to be careful though, because I have noticed there's glass on the beach here, especially in the more popular areas. So I just gotta watch where I'm going. There's just a spattering of people out today. Uh, listening to music, laying on the beach, massage tables set up, some people riding jet skis. The sand where I'm walking is like four inches deep. 
Well, let's walk along the shoreline. Water here looks totally crystal clear. It's not cold, but not warm. I can walk in it without my feet feeling bad. It feels very refreshing, actually. The waves are about three inches high, softly rolling in and lapping the shore. And there's a group of about 200 seagulls in front of me on the beach here. This beautiful water of the Sea of Cortez just reminds me of how badly I want to get out there and sail on the boat away from all humans, just dolphins on our bow and remote islands. It really is a paradise. Just having my feet in this water just connects me to the Sea of Cortez, which should actually have a different name because Cortez wasn't very nice to the natives. That's another story. But the water just is shallow for a long time. I could walk way out. Sand is ridged. There are extreme tides here. They range from 10 to 25 feet. So the tide end up going way up the beach here and way out. And it seems to be about in the middle. I hope hearing these little waves lap against this soft, light brown sand is giving you a sense of tranquility. I know it is for me. I know a lot of you are up in the states in places that are cold and snowy. It's a different season there. Here it feels like spring or summer. Which is, I guess, why we come to Mexico in winter. <laughs> the sea has an aquamarine color here, and I can see it reflecting on the waves of sand below the surface. Seagulls float gently on these really small waves. Looks like a fun place to paddleboard. At least today, when there's no wind. When there's wind here on the Sea of Cortez, the waves really build up and become really choppy. There isn't really tidal wave action here. I mean, there's tides, but not waves, unless there's wind. And right now, there's no wind, so it's as calm. It looks like a lake. It's incredible. Some of the questions that you have written me about being in Penasco are wondering if I feel safe here. And I actually feel really safe here. I, I walk between the boatyard and the beach by myself all the time. You know, I watch the convenience store. There's a lot of single female lot of boaters here that drive up and down to the border and drive around and never had any issues. We don't drive at night because when we're in the boatyard, we hear all the crazy drivers out there screeching tires, engines revving. People drive side by sides and four by fours and fast cars at night and we don't know if they're drinking and driving or what they're doing. So we just stay in our little boatyard compound at night. <laughs> so that's one of the ways we stay safe. There's tons of seagulls in front of me right now. Like 300. Another way we try to stay safe is we don't go out to the bars like at night. We don't go get drunk and sloppy at the bars. It's just not a good idea. This is a party town for college kids and they all go to the bars and stay out late and drink. That's their thing. I am not in that age group anymore. So those are the main ways I, I stay safe, but otherwise just living here, it feels great. And we toured the Sea of Cortez by sailboat last winter and felt really safe. And I follow the Instagram posts of quite a few RVers and van lifers driving up and down Baja, boondocking, 
staying in RV parks that look amazing, like hot tubs. <laughs> so, and the RV parks here look amazing. People are down here with rigs worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I'm guessing if they didn't feel safe, they wouldn't bring their rigs down. But the only issue we've heard is in the little border town, the cops sometimes pull people over and ask for bribes. That's been a big problem. You are not supposed to pay them bribes, but ask to go to the police station, talk to their chief, and a lot of times they'll give up. I haven't been that worried about that because I do speak Spanish, and I would just ask to go to the police station. <laughs> so we also always drive the speed limit and obey all traffic rules. To come to Mexico, you do need to get special insurance. You have to get Mexican vehicle insurance. So. I actually got full coverage for the Sprinter van because it's a brand new vehicle. But when I'm here with my Astro, I just get liability. So I'm not as worried about the Astro. But it's a pretty easy process. At the border, they just they looked inside the Sprinter and looked at the battery install from Battleborn and asked if they were part of the van. I said yes. Because if you're bringing down a bunch of equipment, you could be charged duty. So I wouldn't recommend bringing down random equipment unless you want to pay duty. But since the batteries were part of our build, it was not a big deal. They looked around, they were super nice, and they let us through. Didn't even look at our passports. One of the harder things about living here, at least for me, is the groceries. So I have found some specialty stores that sell some products from the States and things like sourdough bread and good tomatoes and sauces, um, like soy, good soy sauces. But that's a restaurant supply store that I go into, but I do get access. And they have good cheese too, another thing that's hard to find in Mexico. But gosh, there are things I really miss, like good leafy greens. I There's no kale. Forget about kale. There's no like Swiss chard. There's no butter lettuce. There's hardly any types of lettuce, just one type of lettuce. And half the time it's going bad in the grocery store. Hardly any specialty vegetables that you might want. Just, you know, vegetables that people eat around here. So it really limits the supply. It's really hard to find good vegetarian items, at least for me. The tofu's often out of stock. <laughs> There's no tempeh. There's no Impossible Burger. So we eat a lot of beans and a lot of lentils, a lot of eggs. And we do eat meat on occasion. We're not total vegetarians, we're flexitarians, but I do try to mostly eat with plant-based products. And I gotta get creative, and that's okay. <laughs> but it is a little bit harder shopping here than in the States. But I am glad I am finding my way around. I've finally figured out where to get good coffee and good beer and good cheese. And those are some of my favorite things. I don't eat a lot of cheese, but sometimes you just crave it or need it for a recipe. So that's probably one of my most frustrating parts is just the lack of, of certain vegetables in the grocery store. The main benefit really is the price. I mean, the boat yard's about 200 bucks a month. We have the boat there and the van there. We can live there full time. We have access to unlimited electricity. We have access to water, which it's wash water. We wouldn't drink it, but it's like for washing dishes. And then we go pick up water in those big five gallon jugs. And that's like, 50 cents per five gallons. So we go get our drinking water. Um, 
but it's really cheap living. Even if we want to go to a nice dinner, it's $30, including alcohol. So that's one of the main benefits is just how affordable it is. I mean, the other night we went and we had craft beer, really good wine, um, two appetizers, and it was all like $30. And we were thinking about it in the States, it would have been like $100 for all that. And I can also go get two pizzas and a Caesar salad for $20. And so we usually cook at home, but it's a treat to go out and eat out and not be, you know, spending so much money. Oh, we're walking through a deeper part. Another thing I love are the people here are super friendly. Um, the people who are from Puerto Penasco and the tourists are all really friendly. So far, the boatyard is full of sailors that are great, um, really kind, nice people that we enjoy being friends with. So we have a good social community here. And, you know, also all the Mexicans are, are really nice people and gracious and friendly and helpful. And I really like the employees at the boatyard. They're all really nice people. And so I feel really comfortable there. I like being there. And I like working on my projects in the van there. I sit in the van all day and I type at my computer, write blog posts, write emails, work on this podcast. It's a great place to get stuff done. All right, I've gone about a mile down the beach. That's kind of what I want to do today. So I'm going to turn around. Next on the list is grab some beer. <laughs> One of my friends is coming over for a little happy hour on the seawall. Great place to watch the sunset, so we'll pick up some Coronas. Head on back to the van, maybe do a little bit of my yoga routine. One thing I love about this van is I can do yoga inside it in the Sprinter, which is totally amazing. Because I don't want to be doing yoga on a boat yard. That's weird. So <laughs> I love how roomy the Sprinter is. So here we go. We're walking back. Water feels insanely nice right now after I've been in it for a while. I'm so used to it. Later in the spring and in the summer, the water is like between 80 and 90 degrees, if you can imagine that. I wonder if it's about in the low 70s right now, probably. Oh, I can't wait to get out there on the boat, go paddleboarding and windsurfing. It's going to be amazing. As soon as the paint is done. Woohoo! All right, so I hope you enjoyed that walk on the beach and the questions answered and a little bit of a description of what we're doing down here in Mexico. I am back in the boatyard now working in the van and I have a lovely view of the harbor and the tides going out. It's sunny and nice, but really windy today, this afternoon as I record the rest of this podcast. It's kind of crazy, so I'm just hunkering down staying in the van and getting a lot of work done and Tom is making progress on the boat so yeah I hope you enjoyed that let me know if you have any other questions about uh, Mexico and I, I hope to try to answer them in a future podcast make sure you join the Wayward Homes free Facebook group you can find that at thewaywardhome.com forward slash Facebook and if you'd like to be on my email list go to thewaywardhome.com forward slash subscribe I hope to see you over there see you next time on the Wayward Home podcast